Dory 1, this is Fireteam Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Today on the show, I have Brandon Vaughn. He served in the Coast Guard from 2003 to 2007 and now operates a coffee roasting company called Come Take It Coffee. Thank you, Brandon, for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Describe what your family looks like right now and any gaps into that intro you want to share with us. My family? Yes. Uh, I am a father to a three and a half year old girl that's turning about 13. Um, <laughs> I say the same thing. Mine's six going on 16. Oh, man. Yeah, no, she's full of energy, full of, she wants to be a part of everything. Right now, she's going through all of our new stickers for our new coffee roast that we're releasing and sticking them all over the place. So she's covered in come take a coffee stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Good for branding, bad for cleanup. Yeah. Uh, my wife, uh, she is a, um, a fitness model. She is starting her own business on signs. So uh, she's starting to bite off on the entrepreneurship. She actually does all of the shipping and all the posts for come take a coffee. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, our, our life is, is basically the same as everybody else's except for we don't like working for people. So we, we strive to have something better. How did you come up with the idea for coffee roasting? Was that like the first um, idea or did you have a lot of other ideas? I have had tons of ideas and um but uh coffee actually came to me because i was uh following the election and then starbucks actually jumped on board with their whole anti-veteran stuff so they canceled a lot of programs and started talking about hiring refugees and which is i get it it's cool it's just not what i was about so i decided to launch my um my coffee company and uh, and make sure that we are actually taking care of our veterans. So <laughs> you're fine. I see your daughter in the background. It's a dad show. Everybody understands. When I when I say the words "come home to you," what do those mean to you? Come home to me. Yeah, when you hear the words "dad come," "dads come home," or just the words that dads come home, what do those mean to you? What, what does that mean for you to come home to your family? Well, I spent a lot of time underway. So, I mean, I was doing uh, 65 days out and then back for 45. So when I hear anything that has to do with come home, it just kind of reminds me of being gone because relationships, I mean, I love, I, I actually did like being gone and being underway and, and doing everything I did. But to have a relationship, it is hard to find a woman or, or a a spouse that can handle all of that. So uh, coming home just means family to me. I mean, I, I look forward to it every day. Mm -hmm. And you have your fa all your family is since you've got out of the Coast Guard, correct? You get married. Yes, we've been married for uh, almost a year now. We've been together for going on six. So um, she, uh, we, we met after, after I was out of the military. On every episode, we share what I call time bombs, and I believe kids spell love, T-I-M-E, 
What are some simple ways you do to connect with your daughter outside of the busy day when you're not roasting coffee? She's an adrenaline junkie like her dad. So <laughs> uh, anything that has to do with outside or race cars or off-road or Harleys, she's all about. So when I have a day off, normally when we wake up um, in the morning on my days off, which is about one, <laughs> uh, I usually put her on the back. It's just our little thing. We, we, she has her hot cocoa. I have my coffee. Um, put her on the back of the motorcycle. We have about a quarter acre driveway and I just ride her down the driveway really slow and then ride her back up. That's her, uh, that's daddy's day off time. So then we, uh, we take her Probably out and she asks for all the time. Yeah, she definitely loves motorcycles. So she's, she's a little Harley girl. Whenever she sees it, she sees data. <laughs> so I don't know if I've ever met a three and a half year old, uh, Harley girl. She loves Harley Davidson's anything that has noise and seems fast. So <laughs> you're going to be in trouble for that. When you, she starts looking for boyfriends, you're going to have to screen them very carefully. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, I hang out with a lot of roughnecks, so they're going to have to deal with me and the roughnecks. <laughs> There's a band of brothers to protect her. Yes. Yeah. And definitely that. So we'll be good on that side. So hopefully, you know, and that's the whole thing with bringing up little girls and, and well, little humans, uh, you, you, tr you know, just instead of putting them in front of a TV, you got to teach them things. And if you can teach them the right way, then that's all you can do. But neglecting and just using the TV to have, have them raise your children. I just, that gets a little bit weird. You don't have that personal connection. So I'm not too worried about it as long as you're hanging out with family. Yeah. And I believe a lot of what our role as fathers for daughters is to demonstrate that example of what to go out into the world and look for a man, like how we treat our spouse. That's what they're going to look for is the model of what's right and wrong. Exactly. What do you want your daughter to, to tell to her friends at a bar when they're 30? So if your daughter's at a bar when she's 30 and she's talking to her friends about her dad, what do you hope she says about her, about you? Um, well, you know, I teach my daughter a whole lot of different things than most. So, I mean, she's three and a half and she has chores. Most three and a half year olds, I mean, that's just, that's weird. But she goes and she cleans her room. Um, and while she cleans her room and she does her chores, she knows that she's allowed to have any of the monies that she finds that is anything that is dollar bills or quarters. So um, if she cleans her room and she does a good job and she's been really good, then you know, I reward her with a few dollars, go put in her piggy bank. She still hasn't spent it. It's been a year since she's been doing that. I, I think that when she's 30 years old, she's going to look back and see that we raised her up completely different than anybody else. We, you know, I'm not, I'm not too into the whole college thing. I understand it. And people, you know, there, there's a reason why college is out there, but you know, I, I don't agree that everybody needs to go to college. That I did not go to into that model. I, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm not good with schoolwork and bookwork. I'm, I'm the person that needs to learn as you go. And to be an entrepreneur, you don't really need college. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, you go to the, you know, you get mentors. So just even at her three and a half, I, I show her different ways of doing things and get her, I'm trying to get her brain to start uh, being creative because a lot of it comes with creativity. So I think when, uh, when she's around all of her friends later on in life, she's going to look back and value a lot of the lessons that she's learned to know that she's not, ha doesn't have to go to college 
or maybe she does. She wants to be a doctor. She go to college. You know, that's something that I'll support. But there's there's options there that you're not going to be a failure just because you're not book smart and you can't go, you know, you can't afford or you don't want to go to college. You can still make a, a successful career doing anything that you want to yeah. do because you can actually get anything that you want if you put your mind to it. And I think as fathers, it's our role to help them explore who they are and explore the world around them as well. I don't think a lot of, I know when I grew up, there wasn't a lot of people going out there. It was just, there was one path to life that you had to go on, but really there wasn't a whole lot of like just living life, going on road trips, exploring different areas of the country, meeting different people, diving into different areas to, because there isn't just one flavor and you can't wake up out of high school and realize what you want to do with the rest of your life. Exactly. You're too young to even understand what you want to do. I, I never would have in my entire life known that I would be starting businesses and being an entrepreneur or even a coffee roaster probably. Yeah. There's no, I didn't even like coffee when I got into coffee. (laughs) I got into coffee because I was mad. And then now I, you know, instead of doing the cheap route out, which most people do, mine's expensive. You know, I have a $5,000 machine that all it does is clean the raw beans. It cleans everything off of it. It's a very high alkaline water that cleans everything off of it. Nobody would have known. I mean, no one's doing it. I, I would put a lot of money down to say that I am the only coffee roaster in the entire world that's doing that because no one knows about it. So I'm more than organic. Organic is great and all, but I'm better than organic. Organic or fair trade, those are buzzwords that are flowing around a lot in coffee. Yeah, I mean, all that's just bought labels. I can buy the organic label right now and say that mine's organic, but I'm I'm not organic. I'm more than organic. Organic is just a a bought label. So, you know, there's so many things that people can do out there, and, uh, and we're not taught that in school. I was... If I listened to school, I would be a UPS driver because that's what I tested for. I was supposed to be a UPS driver. I said no. I joined the military. I did that. I got out. I met one entrepreneur that started his own business, and he was cool. I liked him, and I'm like, man, if he can do it, I can. I, and I started doing it. Man, I've this is my seventh business attempt. Um, I never quit at them, but some of them just weren't taken off as fast, so I'd sell them and or move on to the next. And uh, you just, I mean, you got to keep going. It's just like jobs. I mean, you don't, mm-hmm. most people don't go out and get a job and stay there until they retire. They try and they figure out what they're good at. And that's the whole thing. That's what youth, that's what I wish I was taught in the very beginning. My whole thirties, I probably would have went a different direction if I knew that I could have achieved anything that I wanted and just went and found mentors and found out the way to yeah. do it. So. That's what I'm trying to teach my daughter as well. I read something really scary that even people that do go to college, only 10% of them will read a book after they graduate. Like they assume that learning stops. Like what you don't get taught in schools that learning is a lifelong endeavor, learning from others, learning from mentors, reading books, just that process is completely missing. So I can imagine when your daughter's at that bar, she's not going to fit in, but she's going to completely be okay with who she is because she's going to know where she's going and she's going to say that her dad probably was the guy that helped her get there. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I, I believe that most people that are, um, creative thinking, I won't say achievers because I, I believe that there's a lot of people out there that are very successful entrepreneurs and 
but still make under $100,000, but they own their life. They choose to do that. They're happy doing it. They're happy making this amount of money because it's all theirs. They wake up in the morning and do what they want. Like that, that's, that's the goal right there. I mean, most people don't wake up to go, I want to go to this work, work for this person for 40 hours a week and then go home and hopefully they never fire me. So there's, there's people that love careers. My dad, you know, he, he had his job when he was 18 years old and he just retired. You know, he did 30, 35, 36 years in, in one place. Totally great. We need those type of people. He's, he's never been a creative thinker. He likes that. He likes being able to go home and not have to think about anything and just watch his movies and things like that. It's great. If that's you, more power to you. There is nothing bad about it. To be an entrepreneur is a struggle. To be an entrepreneur and, and learning all of it is a learning curve. You learn from failure. I look at any sports, any athlete, how many shots did it take to to become an NBA star. Like it's, it's grueling and failure after failure and falling on the ground and picking yourself up. Not everybody's meant to, to be self-motivated and, and be able to just fall on their face and think about bankruptcy, but then know that they, if they just concentrate and come up with another idea, they can crawl out of that. It takes a, it takes a long time to be able to learn that you can do that and learn that you can be able to, pull yourself out without going bankrupt and, and things like that. So entrepreneurship is not for everybody, but it is anybody can do it if they find the right path. And that's what I try to teach my daughter is to make sure that she knows if she wants to go to college, she can go to college. She's got to earn it. I'm not just going to pay for college. Like that's cool and all, but I think that every person needs to earn their way. And if they earn their way, they're going to be a lot happier than just given all this stuff. So what was your scariest moment as a dad? Scariest moment as a dad birth. <laughs> that was pretty scary. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Not, you both of the one, the both people you love are on the line for a few minutes there. Yeah. And we had a very long one too. So, I mean, Jalen was stuck in the pelvis for quite a while. I mean, she had a, she had a scar, a big scratch on her head where she was stuck for a while. Um, so that was the scariest part. You know, I, I grew up, my dad did a, you know, I went out and learned my lessons by falling. So for me, I don't get too scared when she's climbing around or when I leave. she, she learns her lessons. She's learned some hard lessons falling off of a couch and things like that, where I knew she was going to go down. But, you know, instead of me going, no, you can't do that. Oh, you're going to fall. She learned and now she doesn't climb that high. That's the way I learned. So um, she, she definitely learns the consequences of what she does by actually going out and doing it. And I, I, I value that stuff. I valued it as a kid and I learned that way and that's the way I do it. So I think I have an idea of what this answer will be, but what do you want your family's legacy to be? What, when they, people hear the Vaughn name, what do you th want them people to remember about you and your family? Oh, man. I, my, uh, my why for what I do is hasn't changed for six years, seven years now, my why, my ultimate why is to give life experience to friends and family that cannot afford it. I mean, it would just tug on my heartstrings to be able to take everybody, my family, friends, take 15, 20 people to the Bahamas for a month, cover their mortgage, cover all their bills, give, even be able to 
pay them if they couldn't have, you know, get that time off of work just to be able to have them experience something that they've never, never even thought they could do. Um, I want to leave, leave that type of legacy back there where I'm able to provide work for friends, work for family. You know, my, my mom, um, she's not working. She'd be able to have her do things. My, my daughter's friends, you know, their first job could be coming to their friends uh, at Come Take It Coffee to be, you know, shippers. I want to be able to have, be that cool boss and then pass, pass the legacy on to my, my daughter if she deserves it. If, if, she's, if she's been able to start building and shows that she can run the company, by all means, that's who I'm sending it to. But it's not just going to go to her. She's got to be able to do it. So my legacy is, is pretty extravagant. Um, and, I gotta uh, ask, how many bags of coffee does it take to send your family to Bahamas? Oh, I, I don't even know the answer to that one. <laughs> well, you gotta have an answer, man. If you wanted the dream to come true, you gotta know where you need to hit. Uh, well, I don't know the answer to that one, but I do know the answer of where where I want to be. So, uh, in the next couple of years, we will have four roasting facilities where we'll be roasting twenty four hours a day. Um, and be roasting hundreds and hundreds of, we'll be able to do about 10,000 pounds a day. That's where Come Take a Coffee will be going, as we'll be doing private labels for companies that want to have a specific roast, but they can't, they don't have a roasting, they don't have 80 grand of investing or a nice roaster. And yeah. Or pay the big roasters to do theirs. They just find someone that can do the small batches that they need. And yeah. And, and the unfortunate thing is I looked into that in the very beginning, but you have to take what they roast. So you're just like everybody else. You taste the same with ours. We have a couple of people that we private label for and um, you know, they get a specific roast If they want a blonde roast. We get the beans and we roast it to them and we don't sell it to anybody else. It's their roast, which means that they can promote it that way. I want to be able to, um, you know, have tens of thousands of customers, tens of thousands of customers out there that love our coffee. I mean, we get, we're five out of five right now on reviews. I don't have one bad review. Not saying that there's anybody out there that thinks that our coffee isn't the greatest, but I've ran promotions where we uh, will buy back the coffee and I've never had to buy back coffee. I mean, our, our coffee, I'm convinced that our coffee is probably the best coffee out there. I have not, I've done taste tests. I've done everything else. I've, I've put my pride and joy into this. There's, I've won every event that I've done. Everybody has chosen my coffee and not even knowing that it was my coffee. How many so, bags of coffee fly out the door? I've always been curious as I, I'm a customer myself. So I've always wondered how many bags you actually do a week. Well, you know what? Um, we, uh, it, it, it does vary, but uh, our competitions are a lot bigger than us. They have a lot more advertising out there. You know, one of the one of the bigger brands out there everybody knows you know they put out hundred thousand dollars a month in just advertisements one of my veteran companies which i know the owner uh, i have a cell phone number and everything you know he he's paying right around twelve thousand dollars a month in advertising we just we've never never been funded we don't have an outside funding we've done everything when we built this and started it we did it all with our savings account so we're on a limited budget and we're still a startup so I would say per week, we probably go through 50 to 100 bags, which isn't much for a startup. But for a startup, in my eyes, that came from nothing, that I designed everything myself um, and did all this with a credit card, 
I'm pretty happy with it, especially since people were talking about come take a coffee. I mean, I've had people that walk through and met with them and I tell them that I'm, I own come take a coffee and they're just want autographs. Like it's pretty cool when you meet people that really love your coffee. So that you've never um, met either and they somehow know you never even met him. Guy came in there to came up to me cause we, I was riding my Harley and he was riding a Harley and all of a sudden I had, he I gave him my card and come take a coffee. He's like, Oh my God, I, I'm on a subscription. I get five a month. <laughs> so it's pretty cool when you meet those type of people, but uh, we are a startup. So, uh, any, we're, we're still growing. Uh, we don't take any of the profit. We don't make profit. We put everything back into this. So I, every amount of money comes to paying our bills, paying our, uh, you know, our establishment to keep the doors open and then back into new roasts. So we're not, we're not rich over here. We're not making handfuls. Everything goes back into it to, to produce more roasted coffee and, uh, and by the way, um, well, I'll go into that here in a bit. We got some stuff coming out. So I'll let you know. You'll be the first person. <laughs> what is the biggest difference between the dad you are today versus the Brandon when you first got out of the Coast Guard? Where do you think your biggest point of growth has been? Uh, well, now that I have a little human that I take care of, I, uh, I don't go out with my um, buddies as much. <laughs> We're not out partying it up. But, um, I would say that the biggest things that's, that has changed would be the value of family now that I have my own family. And, uh, when I'm here, I, I put time into work because it's not just my goal. Like I don't have the, the dream of being rich. Now my whole, my whole why has changed to, um, it will, like I said, to give it friends and family experiences that they've, they can never afford and to be able to give my daughter a life that I, I couldn't afford. So my, my family, we weren't poor by any means, but we couldn't do everything that I wanted to do. I didn't do vacations and go to Hawaii and things like that. I want to be able to do that with my, my daughter. I want her to experience um, a life of, on planet earth <laughs> where there's more than just Washington state. Yeah. You've only been married for a year, but what advice would you give to another dad looking to come home to their marriage? Maybe they're struggling to come home. Communication is key. I've been, I've been in many relationships. Most of my relationships have been over five years. Um, one thing that I did differently on this one, uh, was I put us through and it's as a military guy and a, alpha man. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on this. So, <laughs> you can swear. um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a man. I'm, I'm, that's how I was born and raised, you know, King queen kind of thing. I would say that I bucked up and I sent both of us through personal development classes when we first got together. Once I knew it was serious, I paid the money to bring her through and I went through with just on communication and personal development that was the biggest accomplishment in my relationships that I've ever done. We, in, in six years of being together, we have been in two arguments. We don't yell. We, we, we communicate. We talk. And those all come from the classes. I've known how to do it just because I've done a lot of personal development, but I needed her to do it as well. So I went through it with her. That was a turning point 
I think that everybody should do that. Everybody should to do personal development with each other and the communications. It will save so much pain and suffering in a relationship. No arguments. It's it's great. That, that's my that's my number one and only thing that I would say. Communication. I like that, and that's a common theme. I was just doing another interview earlier today, and he said the same thing: communicate. Yep. What is a resource or a book you would recommend to other military veteran dads? Um, start out basic. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Go to Rich Dad Poor Dad. If uh, if you're not a good reader, I suck at reading. Um, I can read, but I'll get to page fifty three and forget what I read. So audiobooks. That's that's what I do. Rich Dad Poor Dad is on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and you can literally listen to the entire book in two hours and thirty minutes. And it will change your life. You will start thinking differently, and then you'll go into other books. Um, Jordan Belford, uh, his, um, what is it called? Straight Line Persuasion is amazing. It does cost money, but it is great for being able to uh, do any kind of uh, learning how to communicate, learning the ways of communication. So those would be the two well, the, the first, the book would be thinking, or uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that's going to start your journey. Um, after that, you'll, you'll, you'll start going through Thinking Grow Rich and a few others, but that is the primarily the number one thing that everybody should read. It's just, it relates to a normal person. You don't get lost, and the analogies in there just make sense. Uh, I haven't that's read it myself. I've heard it recommended. I, I need to put it to higher on my list. I was My first financial book was uh dave ramsey and the finance uh, total money makeover that one was the first one that blew my mind yeah. yeah yeah rich dad poor dad it's just i mean it he he does a great job because he explains his two dads his dad which was the poor dad and his friend's dad which was a rich dad and he just he explains the the thought process of of the two different dads yeah. And even the relationship person, with money is something I've heard that even when you enter yeah, in, yeah. each of you have your own relationship with money and even that, um, well, like it's, it's analogies like, um, you know, you, let's say you get paid and all of a sudden your paycheck is, is less and all this, your normal thought process is like, crap, I'm going to have to get another job. What am I going to do? Uh, maybe I should start looking for other jobs, this and that. And you're constantly blaming, you don't even know it, but you're blaming the job that you're working at. But when you think about it differently and you put it on yourself and you take ownership of the blame and you go, well, I'm at this place for a reason. I, I chose to be here. Then all of a sudden you can start changing things. And it's worked for me too. I just go, you know what, what if I work a little bit harder and I do a little bit differently? And then all of a sudden your paycheck starts changing because you're doing things differently. Um, think, uh, like I said, the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it, it kind of starts to teach you how a thought processes are completely different from a poor man's thought process to a rich man's thought process. And that the rich man not necessarily means wealthy and money, but rich as in happiness and other things. So, What is a parting piece of advice you want to leave for military veteran dads? Um, advice. Mm. Wrap up your best advice as a dad. My best advice as a dad, military dad, is um, 
when I got out of the military, I had limited jobs that I was going to be able to do as a bosun's mate. Um, the one thing that I wish somebody would have told me is that you don't have to necessarily do jobs. You can start your own thing. Um, when I, when you're in the military, you're taught so many things of getting past op, you know, objections and um, objectives. And I mean, you, you're, I mean, you're a warrior. You're a warrior that goes to work at a job for somebody that's probably not a warrior. There's more out there. Don't think that you're going to be tied down to a job. A job is, I, this this comes straight from um, Rich Dad Poor Dad, a, a Rich Dad Poor Dad. A job is kind of like your parents. You can always go back to your parents and live there for a while until you save up money to get back out there and get in your house. Mm -hmm. So, I, I've always used jobs in the last seven years to repool all my money together just so I can advertise and or get back into a business. So don't think that you have to find a job just to stay there. Now, if that's what you want to do, then by all means do that, pick the right job, but know that anybody can become an entrepreneur. Anybody can start something. If you have your niche, if you have your passion and you have the right team or can find the team to help you build that into something, there's tons of ways of making money. Even if and you're it's a lot just easier a, when you're getting yeah. out and you're single, you've got a lot more time. Even if you can figure out how to get the, the ball rolling while you're active, you've got even more of a cushion. That is your job that you've got a paycheck. Exactly. You know, all this pressure to figure out the why, the passion that you can start a lot of these ideas. I mean, I didn't figure this stuff out till six years after getting out that you can do all these crazy things like podcasts and so forth. Yeah. And, and it's always changing. Like your idea right now might be great. But tomorrow it could be shit because everybody else has it. Like trending is changing so much. Like you would never, I would never think about advertising as an avenue as well. Like there's, there's so much out there with social media now that you can, you can literally make up a new career that no one's even heard of because of the internet and social media. There's, there's so much out there. Just don't be tied down to you have to have this and you got to have a job or you need to go work here or things like that. I, I unfortunately believe anytime I work with somebody that I can do it better. <laughs> so that's just the mentality that I have. So, but there's tons out there that you can do. I even, I, I discovered a, a new, a, a new job that people can do or a career that they can take up being a lead generator. You can, you can be a lead generator on Facebook and, and sell them to a car dealership for leads for cars at $10 a pop or $100 a pop. Like there's so much out there. Just don't hold yourself to the point where you think that you, you have to go work for this company and there's nothing else out there. You, you're, you are a veteran. You've gone through this shit. You've gone through a lot more than searching for a fucking job. Yep. If that's what you want to do, do it. Go get it make that money. But if you want more, you can do it. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't because you can't. I can. If I can fucking do this shit, then you can do it. Yeah. If people want to connect with Come Take Your Coffee, where's the best place to find you? 
Come take a coffee. Um, I answer all of the messages on there. So if you go to Facebook and just go come take a coffee, you can message me and Brandon's going to be the one to message. I have a couple other people that, that may message first, but they always relay it to me. That's how even you, you were talking with, uh, with the person that I have that runs my Facebook stuff until he messaged me and said, Hey, I need you to get online. And then I jumped online and you were talking with me. So Facebook is always great. Um, you can look me up. Uh, Brandon Vaughn, that's B-R-A-N-D-E-N, Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-A-N on Facebook. Um, and you can uh, add me there. Just uh, shoot me a message so I know that's you because I get a lot of people that add me. Uh, or www.cometakeacoffee.com. If you press the message button or send a, send a message or email, it goes straight to my phone. So you're always talking with me. So me and my wife are uh, – this company – and just so everybody knows, this company is ran by me and my wife. There's, we do not have a package facility. We do not have um, you know, shipping department. We are all of it. So we are a true startup. We don't have investors. It is my wife and myself. And I have a firefighter that roasts in the off time when I can't make it there because he's running his, he's leasing it from me. And, and that's it. And so you can do this from, you can start something from nothing. Yeah. So even when you're starting off as a non-coffee guy. Yes. As a non-coffee guy. <laughs> you can still make it work. That knew nothing about coffee. I didn't even drink coffee. But now I love coffee because I found out that there's actually good coffee out there. If you make good coffee. Yeah. Everything unfortunately, else I grew up with a narrative according to, to the commercials that Folgers was the gold standard. I am light years past that, that uh, ignorant statement. Um, yes. And now I consider myself a coffee nerd. Yeah. And you know, I am too. I can, I can taste right away if it's my coffee or somebody else's, I can taste if they cleaned it or they didn't. It's crazy. You know, organic is as long as you can burn the chemicals off in the roasting process, it's organic. What? <laughs> it changes the flavor. So if you get all that stuff off before and you roast it, it's going to taste a thousand times different. That's why I put mine up against everybody. All of my competition. I win because they they don't do what I do. And mine takes time. I mean, it's it's an entire extra day process just to clean all the coffee before we roast it because you can't roast it wet. Mm -hmm. But no one will no one's willing to do what we do. That's why we taste And the, one, the, the that ones that are willing to go the extra mile are the ones that's going to cross the finish line slow and steady. Yep. So that's what we're doing. We're just slowly building. We have our, we, we have our, our, our loyal people that are out there. We see, I mean, I see it every day. I'm like, Oh damn, Josh is ordering four more. I don't even know who Josh is. I just know he's out of Texas, but he orders five every month. So I see them all. Well, Brandon, I really appreciate this conversation. It was really good. And I, I know we connected a lot with some dads out there who, have that entrepreneur heart inside and you probably inspired one or two of them to maybe take an, an action tomorrow when they hear this podcast for the first time. Yep. You know, uh, again, communication with the wife, I'd have to say she, she does a lot with, with my child, um, with my daughter Jalen and, uh, and helps out. I mean, even right now she knows that I'm on this podcast and so she has Jalen out there playing with her. So, um, work on your communication skills with your wife, because even though my wife's a stay at home mom, but she, 
you know, she, she helps a lot with this and I couldn't do it without her. Well, I won't say I couldn't do it without her because I can do anything, <laughs> but it makes it a whole lot easier that I can go do meetings and I can go roast and I can work on my business and I can, I can zone out and just dedicate myself to the time because she's going to be helping with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Now there is times that she's not around and I just communicate with my daughter and, and let her know. And she helps Dada. So yeah. I, I involve her when I'm, when I'm working on something or a pot, anything that I'm doing, putting stickers and things on the labels. I just, I make sure that I put something on there where she feels that she's helping. So she puts five or six stickers on one bag, takes her 30 minutes. Well, I just got the rest of them done rather than going, Oh, I can't do it because my daughter's here. Like, Screw that. Yeah. Learn to do it together. Yeah. makes a lot less friction. Yeah. Have your children a part of it. Be be a dad. Show them how to operate your business. Show them that you're trying to build a legacy for them. Show them, have them be a part of it so they're learning. Because when they get to the age, they're not going to want to go out there and do anything else other than work on your business or start their own. And how yeah. would that have been for you, dad, that all of a sudden your dad taught you how to be an entrepreneur and you're 19 years old starting your own business. Like, that's awesome because you were taught right. So... That's what I would suggest as being a dad, <laughs> uh, work with your family, have them a part of it, and don't ever stop. Don't ever let them see you with the ultimate failure of giving up. Failure is just a learning curve. When you get punched in the face in boxing, you don't quit. You learn to block that punch. You don't know what a left hook is until you get hit with it and learn how to block it. So any athlete, any business owner knows about failure and they learn from it. Failure is a good thing. Yep. I agree. Brandon, you enjoy the rest of your night. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. And like I said, I'm pretty yeah. sure a few dads come home today. Badass, man. Well, I really appreciate it. And, uh, and I appreciate you ordering coffee and everybody out there, man, that <laughs> you guys are helping me and, uh, and you're helping us. Uh, we got, we have three, three nonprofits that are here in Washington that are, uh, that either take vets out fishing, takes vets out on uh, overnight adventure tours, or takes um, vets out for a uh, whale watching tour, and we donate 10% of all of our proceeds to them. Well, you have a great night, and thank you again. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot. That's a wrap, and thank you for listening to today's show, and I really hope you enjoyed it. The lifeblood of any new podcast are the reviews. If you haven't reviewed the podcast yet on iTunes, I would really appreciate it, and you will help us get the message out to even more military veteran dads. As John Maxwell says, if there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. Dads, it's time to come home.